Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast Brothers and Seasters. Seasters, Meesters, and everything in between. Episode 32 of Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast. Don't take Generation Me for granted. And you didn't get that joke. No. No. I have no fucking idea. No. You don't. But most wrestling fans will, hopefully. Only the hardcore ones, most likely. But either way, yes, we are the THWF Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at treehillwf.podcast. We are the podcast, the only podcast in the entire world, possibly even the galaxy, unless there's something on Mars or Jupiter that does a podcast like this. Aliens exist, so. (laughs) That actually amalgamate One Tree Hill in the wonderful world of wrestling in one gigantic podcast week to week month to month pay-per-view by pay-per-view and episode by episode i am sean harris and i am aaron kosker ukrainian sensation oh my god and we're here to run you through another couple episodes of monday night raw and one tree hill you can also listen to us on all streaming services including you know what i'm just gonna lift off the main good ones that you know Mm, people actually what use for the most part we are on spotify yes we are on apple podcast google podcast gabe google gabe (laughs) you confused me um google gabe davis i got him a fantasy football and iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. There you go. Any other important ones? Meh. 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 I'm trying to do the ones that I remember the most because you always try and screw me up. What? So if I have like a few key ones that are the most important ones, Mm -hmm. you know, people can just search our podcast and we'll come up and whatever. Like if they go to like the RSS link that's in our link tree. You literally just have to Google Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast. We'll come up. You'll find us on your favorite podcast You can even uh, chat GPT it if you want to. And we're probably going to be the only link that shows up because I highly doubt anybody else out there is going to be the Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast brother and have stickers that say the very same thing. Yes, he's always got to bring up the stickers. Very important that we bring up the stickers here on THWF. Episode 32. So, of course, we are going to start with... The May 19th episode of Monday Night Raw from Mobile, Alabama. You ever been to Mobile, Alabama before? Definitely not. (laughs) Did you know that there's a wiener, Alabama? Yes, I did. 
I only know about that because of The Bachelor. (laughs) (laughs) Wiener, Alabama. There was a girl that was from Wiener, and she came with a little, like, plastic, like, like, pencil topper wiener. Like a dick. Wow. And, like, gave it to the guy that was The Bachelor. Wow. I think he ended up being gay. Okay. So. Uh, What about The Golden Bachelor? Yeah, I want to watch that <laughs> so bad just because they like remember when we were watching The Bachelor, Bachelor and Bachelorette and yeah. stuff uh-huh. and they kept talking about it and we we're like, that's going to be so awesome. And then we just quit watching after watching a season it's of Paradise. It's fucking cringe, man. It was so much. It's too much. And then I, you, you've, you've just been like, no, I won't watch it. But I want to watch that because it's so funny. All yeah. the women love pickleball, apparently. Of course they do, yes. I love pickleball. I've never even played it, so. You're just obsessed with the idea of it. I don't yeah. know why. Well, I love tennis. I love badminton. I love ping pongs. You put it all together, and you got pickleball, so. I don't like. Well, I think I would be great I'm at pickleball. I'm okay at badminton. You know who wouldn't be great at pickleball? Who? Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, who knows? Like, Stone Cold Steve Austin could be good at pickleball or any of those sports he really knows could be doesn't strike me as a pickleball player though yeah he just seems like he's a i'm gonna kick your ass guy (laughs) these days he lives on his ranch and drives his atv and golf carts around the ranch and goes hunting and that's about it yeah and has his ipa beer Mm -hmm. that's about it but stout cow steve austin's here and he's out for a promo and apparently, he doesn't give a rat's ass about Shawn Michaels' abortion. Yeah. Apparently not, but clearly they keep coming out to, like, help one another against the Heart Foundation. It's the thing. It's like... It's not necessarily to help. They just have this common enemy. There is a common denominator, and that is the Heart Foundation. So, obviously, Sean's not trying to help Austin. Austin's not trying to help Sean. Is that they just both hate the Heart Foundation, much like every other wrestler in the company. But then, you would think that, I don't know, you have a common enemy, Let's Why not team, team up? up? But they don't. They just fucking start fighting each other. <laughs> yeah, they looked like they were going to kiss at one point. And then they just start scrapping. It was funny. Just straight up fucking Donnie Brook. And then fucking Heart Foundation. You got Owen fucking Neidhart and Bulldog backstage going off about stupid Americans and fighting amongst themselves. But then they challenge Austin and Shawn Michaels for next week's episode to... A world title match. They're going to put the belts on the line, and it's going to be possibly Shawn Michaels and Austin against for the tag team. Yeah, Owen and Bulldog for the tag team titles. And <laughs> interesting uh, tag match that could possibly happen next week. But uh, what is it? I think it was Shawn Michaels who said, "Oh, I'm going to clean. I'm going to clean them up next week or whatever." And Austin says, "Oh." partner is 75 years old 75 pounds it doesn't matter i don't care if it's nathan or lucas scott i'm gonna find a partner i'm gonna whip some ass and that's what stone cold steve Austin is gonna do so they're basically who gonna... would be the better 
tag team partner, though, out of Lucas and Nathan. Well, we don't know if Lucas has hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, so probably Nathan would be better because <laughs> he knows he doesn't have it and he isn't going to try. And he's proven to be scrappy in the past. So. Exactly. They've had scraps before and Nathan tend to go over on a couple of them. So yeah. I would probably pick Nathan. It's like he said to Chris Keller, I used to fuck guys like you up all the time. I just don't do that shit anymore. But you know he can. He could. Absolutely. But now Austin and HBK are out in the concourse. They're going around the arena and they're going to find a tag team partner because they don't want to team up with each other because they hate each other so much and they keep fighting (laughs) that they're actually going to go out and try to find their own partners to challenge Owen and Bulldog next week on Raw for the tag titles. Now we get into... The King of the Ring tournament, which we started last week when Ahmed beat Triple H by disqualification to move on in the King of the Ring tournament. But this week, we were scheduled to have Vader versus Crush in a qualifier match uh, for the King of the Ring. Mm -hmm. But Vader's all fucked up from (laughs) Cold Day in Hell because Ken Shamrock legitimately stiffed him and beat the fuck out of him at the pay-per-view. Broke his nose. Broke his fucking nose. It's in about 17 pieces. So they're going to need a replacement. And this replacement for Vader. Oh Who's the replacement, God. babe? So it's Diz Prince. Who lost in a King of the Ring quarterfinal match last week. So, so I was like, what the fuck is going why on? Why does he get another shot in the tournament? Well, I'll tell you why. We get, he probably paid off someone. <laughs> probably, most likely. I mean, he's rich as fuck, right? So whatever. He's an aristocrat. You do whatever the fuck he wants. He's from Greenwich, Connecticut, brother. But we get a backstage promo with one Gerald Briscoe. So he is a former wrestler, Jerry and Jack Briscoe. Former wrestlers, now owners of the Briscoe Brothers Body Shop okay. in Florida. They're backstage hands, kind of guys, you know, corporate guys with the company, kind of work for Vince and, you know, work alongside him, almost like assistants to Vince. Not at this time, but eventually we would get to Mm -hmm. that point. But they're just kind of backstage hands, agents, whatever. Uh, So we get to a promo of Gerald Briscoe explaining why Hunter Hearst Helmsley is back in this tournament. I thought my grandpa would have been giving this information to us. Unfortunately, your grandpa had a lot of health problems around this time and was kind of on and off television. Mm. So yes, uh, Grandpa (laughs) Cosker Gorilla Monsoon wasn't able to give the news himself on this episode for a bunch of different things. So he had to have people to relay the information. But in... And uh, non KFA brother, he, he did have a lot of health issues back then. Okay, makes so, sense. Exactly. He was getting up there. He's in his 70s by this point. But anyways, Gerald Briscoe delivers the news that last week in the Ahmed Triple H qualifier match, <laughs> Tim White, the referee, pre-match inspection. So when they tell him the rules and, you know, check them for, you know, if they have weapons in their tights or whatever, He told Hunter that you can only advance by pinfall or submission. Meaning, if you were to get disqualified, I guess the match would go on. 
because you could only advance by pinfall or submission. So that is the reason why China interfered and hit Ahmed with a chair because they thought they wouldn't get disqualified because that's what was told to them before the mm. match. But Tim White erred on that explanation. He's the dumbass that fucked He's it all up. He's an idiot who fucked up the rules before the match. So now they're allowing Triple H back in this fucking tournament. But I mean, would you rather see Vader or Crush? Or would you rather see Hunters, Helmsley, and Crush? I would totally see Diz Prince beat the shit exactly. out of Forehead Tide. Exactly. That's right. So we get Trips versus Crush. And in the corner, once again, of Trips is... China. 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 People think I don't like China. I love China. China. China is the new China, by the way. China. 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 I deal with China. 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 Big league. China. So don't tell me about China. I know China. China. And by the way, I love China. I mean, I love China. How can you not love China? I love China. 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 Oh, boy. I have to have my China. And we get China pretty much every single week. And she is here in the corner of one Hunter Hearst Helmsley while he's taking on Crush. Savio Vega interjects himself before anything as Crush holds H in front of him so Savio can hit him with the big spin kick while China's distracting the referee. Then Savio nails Crush with said high kick (laughs) and costs him the match. (laughs) (laughs) He accidentally kicks Crush in the head. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, nation motherfuckers. Unbelievable. It has finally backfired on them. (laughs) The nation here, uh, Crush loses. And it's because of outside interference from Savio by quote-unquote accident. They also mention uh, Tim Duncan, the number one one first overall pick in the draft in 1997. Tim Duncan, who is a legendary basketball player, amalgamate brother. We got Emeka Okafor on the other show. We got Tim Duncan, number one overall pick for Mm -hmm. the San Antonio Spurs on Monday Night Raw. Now, Savio is in the ring. I, I also like Savio tried to break up the pin on Triple H, but China ran around and grabbed Savio so he couldn't do it. <laughs> and then Trips and China took off. But now, here we are. Dissension in the nation. Thank fuck. Oh boy, they're at each other's throats. Fru comes down to the ring and you know He's who's pissed. You know who's the boss here though? Because they they start going off at each other, start pushing each other around and Fruk literally lays into them like their fucking dad would <laughs> like he's pulling off his belt he's ready to fucking whip that's, these guys into shape that's the problem though i think yeah like i f- remember you were asking me who would win if it was farouk or the undertaker okay i think it's gonna be the undertaker because these motherfuckers getting so much shit together and they're always fighting and bickering and he always feels the need to break it up Sure. He doesn't let them just go on about their shit while he can deal with his shit of trying to win a match. He's always got to interject himself in their fight. Well, I've noticed. Understandably, though, because he wants his like so-called stable mates but to But they're get holding along. him back by doing that. Yeah, true. And he's allowing that to happen. True. Because he's a fucking dumbass. <laughs> 
No, he's trying to stop it from happening. That's what he's doing. Yeah, well, he's got to think of himself in this moment. Mm, interesting. Because when he's in that match with Undertaker and some shit goes on, right? Yep, yep. If they start fighting because they're fucking idiots. In the middle of the match. Someone comes sure. out and there's a fight and he's like, what the fuck is going on? Undertaker's going to be like, boom, you're dead, yeah. bro. Yeah, that's true. And But what's more distracting in that Farouk Taker world title match? Crush and Savio on the outside or the secret? Undertaker's a fucking badass. And yeah. we're supposed to find out what the secret is like literally next episode. Next week we're finding out Apparently. the secrets. Apparently. Next week we're finding out if Undertaker will go back to Paul Bear. Yeah, something. Oh, we'll get to that, dude. It's but that's the thing though. It's like I feel like in a mind fuckery thing, that'll kind of take a play into it but in an instant moment yeah the nation bitches will screw over their boss possible yeah could be because they're stupid and it seems to happen every time that they get into an argument or something yeah yeah stupid americans you know who's not a stupid american owen hart (laughs) and he's got a match against hometown hero fucking sparky plug here it's bob holly spark plug bob holly in his nascar outfit and we cut to the back where uh, we get some interviews with some local Alabamians, I guess you would call them. Local Alabamians. (laughs) I'm from Alabama, and Bob Hollis from Alabama, and I'm from Mobile, and he's from Mobile, and that makes us strong, so I hope he wins. (laughs) And then... (laughs) That's cute. (laughs) But then we get Jerry the King Lawler's backstage promo Uh with Alabamians, and you gotta admit, this is pretty fun. He's a fucking asshole, but it's pretty fucking Holy funny. I must. Fuck. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! If I was one of the Alabamians in that moment, I would have fucking dick punched him so hard. <laughs> he says, "If you broke up with your wife, does that would that not make you brother and sister anymore?" <laughs> oh my god! I would literally dick punch him. <laughs> Truer words have never been spoken by Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, Bob Holly, Holly, in front of his hometown crowd in Mobile, Alabama. Owen dominates most of the match, but clean as a sheet in the middle of the ring. Bob Holly with an inside cradle, the hometown hero, beats Intercontinental Champion Owen Hart. One, two, three, in the middle. No cheating, yeah. no fucking tomfoolery, no shenanigans, no nothing. Bob Hawley, of all people, beats Owen Hart <laughs> in the middle, in his hometown. And fucking Hart... So they sometimes give hometown wins. Sometimes they do. That's the thing. Some, <laughs> most times they don't, but occasionally they'll give the rub to the hometown girl or boy. Obviously, Hart Foundation is fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Bob Holly got this lucky ass fluke win over Owen Hart. And yeah, they're not too happy. We got fucking Bulldog and Pillman just kicking fucking everything in sight and going after Holly and you name it. And yeah, HF, Hart Foundation, not too happy about this turn of events. 
But what we are happy about is Sunny in her first super soaker weather is better (laughs) advertisement commercial where she sprays down Jim Cornette with a super soaker. Did you have the uh, XL three-way 340S? I had Super the gray soaker? one. Or you had the big one. Yeah. The big the, one. The T, T2000 or other. But it was funny called. because we only had like one or two of those ones, but there were four of us kids. Mm-hmm. And then the other two kids would have like smaller, shittier oh, ones. Oh, the stupid little dollar store <laughs> ones, like little handgun ones. Because, yeah. you know, at that point, It'll like stop. we, there was a lot of us. I had the XL 340 triple shot. That one was cool because it had three nozzles and you mm. can move the nozzles and you can shoot three people at once. Mm. Yeah, no, I would always hide one of the big gray ones. Yeah. And eventually yourself. one of them broke. So I just oh. stashed. I mean, it's all plastic one. garbage, right? Yeah, it so is, yeah. whatever, right? But yes, wetter <laughs> is better. And we all know a sunny <laughs> wetter is better. Uh <laughs> Sean Michaels, he has uh, gone into the catacombs of the arena in Mobile, Alabama, and has found himself a tag team partner, and it's fucking Four Leaf Clover, Ken Shamrock, because when you're in a dangerous situation, who better, not Canyon, but who better than the world's most dangerous man himself? Now, if you needed a tag team partner, babe, and you were tasked with going through the arena and finding somebody to be your tag team partner, who would you pick currently on the roster? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, you pick Stone Cold. But what if he didn't want to? He's a loner. He doesn't want no fucking tag team partners. So he doesn't want to be your partner. Yeah, so but then who do if you pick? he needs a partner, he's got me, this pregnant bitch who has MS and can't do much shit so he could just fight so you could just stay on the apron the entire match while stone cold <laughs> that's what does he all the wants work. basically that's what he wants so it actually kind of makes sense that you would be stone cold steve austin's partner i'd be okay with that as long He's as i got to for meet. like some scrawny piece of shit anyways <laughs> yes he is mankind now we have gotten a couple of backstage vignettes with gold dust mm-hmm. over the last couple of weeks going and delving into the behind the scenes and the character the real life story of one dustin reynolds the son of dusty Rhodes, one of the greatest and most famous professional wrestlers of all time so we are definitely delving deeper into the psyche and the you know the past of these wrestlers and now they're trying to do this with more wrestlers. And this week, we start to humanize one mankind. Because real life, not KFA, brother. He's Mick Foley, mm-hmm. Jack Foley's, and Mrs. Foley's baby boy, Mick Foley. And we find out pretty quickly that he strived to be a wrestler from a young age. He idolized uh, you know, he wanted to be just like Shawn Michaels or what a Shawn Michaels character would be like. He wanted to be dude love. The, all the women loved him and he would, you know, all the guys, you know, wanted to be him and he wanted to be that, you know, sex symbol and kind so of So he wanted to be Shawn Michaels. He wanted to be Shawn Michaels, basically. And we find out that he was bullied as a child. People would throw worms at him 
and he would slurp them up. But instead of throwing worms back at them, I mean, how are you supposed to throw worms back at seven or eight people? He would take one of those worms and slurp it right the fuck up. <laughs> Sounds like you've had a few worms in your life. No. No? Never eaten a worm before? No, I'm terrified of worms, dude. Mm. When I was a kid, my parents went to a tackle shop and they got like the rubber worms for me. Yeah. To try and like get rid of my fear of worms. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the rubber worms, I liked them. They were my babies. Mm-hmm. There was a mom, a dad, and there were babies. There was an Aaron baby and a clay baby. <laughs> I would just keep breaking them until there were more babies. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it never got rid of my actual fear of worms. Worms gross me the fuck out. Mm. If I saw, like, I would be sitting outside in the lawn and there would be, like, a worm inching towards me and I would lose my shit. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's almost as bad as spiders. Wow. Worms. Worms, really. Yeah. Man, oh man! I guess we have to watch the arc with the boogeyman. No, yeah, the guy who literally eats worms in the ring. That's disgusting. <laughs> no, <laughs> but mankind had worms thrown at him, and instead of throwing them back, he slurped them up and ate them. And of course, the stories got skewed. And it wasn't just you know a little Mickey Foley ate a worm. No, it was little Mickey Foley has worms for breakfast every single fucking day of his life. Yeah, kids can be so fucking cruel. And you think a girl would ever want to kiss a guy with worms on his breath? Yeah. I'm a good kisser. I just never got the chance to show it. Oh my god, how would he know? He's a good kisser. He never had a girlfriend. He went through his entire high school run without date number one. And that rhymes, brother. But this was a backstage Jim Ross humanizing promo for Mick Foley. He Mm -hmm. has a wife. He has kids. He has a family. He was bullied as a child. The reason why he does what he does is because he enjoys the blood. He enjoys that kind of stuff. But he wants to entertain people. He comes out as this unhinged, mass, ugly, crazy guy, but yet there is a real, solid, decent dude behind all of it. And now we're going to start seeing a lot more of that side of him. He just like yells a lot. So it's hard to like take that seriously sometimes. Just listen to his words though, because now he's going to start not yelling as much. Oh, now it's going to start being like the softer promos and the, you know, he still have his yelling here and there and doing that kind of stuff. Doing weird shit. Yeah. Rocking back and forth. Exactly. Of course. course. Boiler boiler room room. or something. Of course. Yeah. That's his character. (laughs) But we're going to start to see the real life side of Mick Foley and possibly some other gimmicks as well. Nissan Leaf Cassidy, for some (laughs) reason, is back on television. He's up against... Taylor Swift. Man, I tell you. The Swifties are going to love this episode. Taylor Swift was like eight years old when this fucking match (laughs) happened. (laughs) It's Scott Taylor Swift. Scott Taylor here, pre too much, pre too cool, pre Scotty too hottie. We have Scott Taylor. Scotty to hottie. Scotty to hottie. What the fuck? We'll get there, brother. <laughs> but oh boy. we have Scott Taylor 
Scotty Too Hottie here against Nissan Leaf Cassidy. Again, a kind of a nothing match. Get a new guy on television, but Scott Taylor with the win. Another lucky inside cradle roll up win, and Nissan Leaf loses his fucking shit post match. I don't know how much longer we're going to see old Nissan Leaf here. He doesn't seem very long for this world. Yeah, he, like, he loses his shit after the match. He loses his shit on Jim Ross and for it's some like, reason. You, we barely remember you exist, yeah. bro. Yeah, and have you ever won, <laughs> and have you ever won a match? Oh God! <laughs> he seemed to lose every single matcher out there. Just a fucking glorified jobber. But you know, again, Alan Sarvin, who is Nissan Leaf Cassidy in real life, also goes through some character changes. Mm-hmm. Actually, works his way up the card a little bit, as you'll see going forward. Interesting. With some new characters, it'll take a little while. Does he still have anger issues, or has he gone to anger management? Oh no, he doesn't have any. Ah, uh, there's a little, maybe a little bit of anger issues, just normally like anyone else would. But he has some interesting gimmicks coming up, probably over the next year. Weird. Yes. Okay. Yes, so you'll see more of him, but not so much as Nissan Leave Cassidy. Now, as we mentioned earlier, Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold are. Cruising around the Mobile, Alabama arena, looking for a new tag team partner for their tag team title match next week. Stone Cold Steve Austin barges into Sable's locker room while she's <laughs> undressing. She was wearing his sh- like she's wearing Stone an Cold Austin three sixteen shirt, and she's like, "Get the hell out!" And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I was just looking for a partner." And then he shuts the door, and then she's like, "Get the hell out!" Closes the door, and he opens the door again. He's like, "Whoa, what'd you say?" And he's like, "I said, close oh the damn God. door." And he's like, "God, you're here, Jesus Christ!" That's funny. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure most guys back then wanted to barge into Sable's dressing room while she was undressing. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Fair enough. Now we get Aaron's favorite. I mean, what? If they had barged what? in on Sunny, maybe they would have gotten more than more to the show. Probably more than just undressing. Oh, boy. I don't like that woman. Anyways, continue. I know you don't. But now we get to your favorite part of the show. Bitch heart being a bitch. Ding, 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 Oh, yeah. That's right. It's a bitch. Fucking heart foundation. Bitch. Is out. And Brett's not in the fucking wheelchair. No, he's, he's still on crutches. He's on crutches. Though. But he's not in the wheelchair anymore, probably because he's been dumped from it so many times. There's no he's point like, of being eh, in it anymore. This is more a hazard than yes. it is a helper. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. But Brett, last week, he wasn't able to tell the world his big surprise. Because he wouldn't shut the fuck up and just get to the point. Unfortunately, true. But this week. He's a fucking idiot. This week. He divulges the big surprise. Shawn Michaels is out to see what this big surprise is. And Brett announces that he will be back in the ring competing at King of the Ring. And he's going to fight Shawn Michaels in a match. And he says he can beat the boy toy in less than 10 minutes. That's all he needs. Less than 10 minutes. Dude, you have a fucked up knee. All he needs. And if he doesn't beat HBK, 
in less than 10 minutes, he'll never wrestle in America again. I mean, that's a dream come true because <laughs> most of the shows, shows are, are in, in America. America, right? So he can only wrestle on the European, Canadian shows, South America. He can only wrestle at those shows, but 95% of the shows are in the U.S. <laughs> but that's if he loses to Shawn Michaels at King of the Rings. So Shawn Michaels, perfect fucking explanation HBK gives us here. He says, well, at WrestleMania last year, you couldn't beat me in 60 minutes in a 60 minute Iron Man match when I beat you for the title. How the fuck with, is he going to beat him in less than 10 a minutes? Good knee. Exactly. He was full strength, total health. The health bar was at full. What a dumbass. And he, now he's saying he can beat the boy toy in less than 10 minutes on pay per view with a bum knee? Oh, because his motherfuckers are all going to come out and jump him first or whatever. Jump him before they even get in the ring, injure him, and they'll set him up to win. Ah, oh, but all contraire, mon frere, fucking Shawn Michaels says, okay, you can bring the Hart Foundation, but they're going to be fucking handcuffed. Yeah, they're going to be handcuffed. But if he to ends every post. Up, that's the thing, is Bitch Hart is probably going to drive him out of the ring as much as he can so he can get pummeled but the thing is if they're all handcuffed to the fucking post in at each post they only have one hand to work with that's yeah. gonna be kind of hard to hit Shawn michaels with only tough, one hand. but and only that they're gonna have to win it in the ring too because yeah. it's not gonna be false count anywhere most likely yeah. so Shawn, uh brett's gonna have to beat him honestly in a match like this where he has to beat him in 10 minutes. Wouldn't it behoove HBK to leave the ring, run around a little bit, run back in the ring, and then just repeat the process until the 10 minute mark? Yeah, that would be smart. Like, he would wait for the count to go to nine, jump back in the ring, then leave, restart the count, and just repeat process until we get to 10 minutes. Oh, God. He could, honestly, he could do that if he wanted to. And then Brett could never wrestle in America again. Yeah. Right? Right. Right? I mean, it's a logical strategy. It's not, you know, the most manliest thing to do is run for your life for 10 minutes. But if you don't want Brett to be wrestling in America anymore. And if they truly do hate each other. Which they do because Shawn Michaels knows that Bret Hart has had a few sunny days lately. <laughs> Interesting. What do you think that Sunny Day's comment from HBK to, uh, to Brett meant? Sunny is a fucking hoe. Yeah, we all know that. And she's probably tried to climb up on that D as much as she can. Right. But uh, I think HBK needs to watch the rocks he's throwing in glass houses because he is well known for carrying on an affair with said Sonny. While Sonny's husband was in the company, everybody knew about it except for Sonny's husband. So Shawn Michaels needs to stay in his own fucking lane, I think. Or if he did know, he probably just ignored it and was like, whatever. Probably. But, yeah, because it's Shawn Michaels. He's, he's top of the company, right? Who's going to say anything to that guy, right? He's mm-hmm. Vince's fucking boy toy. But, you know, Shawn says this thing just to create havoc for Brett, for his wife even, knowing that Brett's wife watches this show and she's going to hear that comment and be like, what the fuck, Brett? What are you doing with Sonny? You're on the road 300 days a year. I barely fucking see you. Do you have a thing with Sonny? 
And so now Sean's caused all this problems on a personal mm-hmm. level with Brett and his family. Fucking shoot, too. Mm-hmm. Just because Brett went a little long last week and didn't get the super kick to the wheelchair on camera while the show is still on. So here's a fucking uh, revenge tactic, a fucking uh, shot back right at a fucking receipt to Bret Hart. Mm -hmm. And this is what Shawn Michaels is doing here. Albeit untrue, but still damaging to Brett and his oh, family. Still, yeah. And you saw Brett's face after he said that. He was just like, you motherfucker. I swear there was like smoke coming out of his ears. Yeah, exactly. He knew what it, exactly what he was doing. But then we pivot to a little less controversial. We have Goldust out here. And he brings out not only Marlena, but Marlena Jr., Dakota Runnels. So cute. I was like, and Dustin's daughter, they bring out to the ring. She's so cute. And of course, Jerry the King Lawler is going off about this little brat and what the hell is she doing out here? And it just keeps. He better be actually nice, like behind the scenes. Oh, 100%. It's all an act, dude. That's literally what his character is. He's a dick and he's a pervert. That is his character. But he does it so well that he makes you think that he actually is that. But in real life, he's actually a pretty decent guy. It's, It's called character. I know, but sometimes, like. Felix in One Tree Hill. Yeah. Apparently, the actor is just like his character. That's Felix. Was oh, that a uh, is that a microcosm of every single actor is a no, dick in a show that they just, have to be a dick in real life? No. No, I get that. It's just sometimes it's it's really hard to kind of I don't know determine that. Full well, I know Jerry the King Law is a decent human being at heart. Gold dust. I never see that, so <laughs> eventually you will. Uh, Gold dust uh, stays in the ring, and he's got a match with fucking Rockabilly. Rockabilly. Yes. This is before Billy and Chuck. You're mentioning that, uh, you know, I, I did mention to you that later years Billy would be in a tag team with Chuck Palumbo called Billy and Chuck, and they were supposedly a gay tag team. That eventually were about to get married, but then revealed to the world that it was only a publicity stunt. They weren't actually gay. Mm. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Billy and Chuck, brother. But Honky Tonk, he gets fucking tonked. Honky gets tonked with the fucking guitar here. (laughs) And once again, this guitar, this family heirloom gets destroyed over Honky Tonk Man's face by Goldust. But yet... The referee disqualifies Goldust for hitting Honky Tonk Man with a guitar? Even though... He's not even in the match. Yeah. So, like, if Stone Cold's fighting Bret Hart and Owen Hart comes down and Stone Cold beats the shit out of Owen Hart, does that disqualify Austin from the match? No. Fuck no. So Fuck why no. is it that Goldust hits Honky Tonk Man with a fucking guitar he gets disqualified for it? That doesn't make any fucking sense. They're dumb. The rules, brother. Speaking of rules, there are no, are no rules when it comes to Ahmed Johnson and his promos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's so funny. But there actually is some interesting tidbits with this backstage Thonginator promo. 
where he says, yeah, actually, Vince McMahon, funny you mention it, there hasn't been a black World Wrestling Federation champ in history. Why is that? And Vince tries to play it off as, well, it's not a race issue. It's just, you know, they've had shots. It just hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. So Ahmed's actually kind of pissed about that. Well, I mean, especially if it's all predetermined. Sure. They could, like, it's just as easy as saying, no, the black guy wins this time. Whether it's Farouk or Ahmed. Sure. They win this time. Sure. But it's as simple as that. Yet they're making the decision. It's not as simple as that, though. That's the thing. It's because when it comes to being the world champion, especially in WWF, you got to understand what that entails to be the world champion. It's not just I'm the guy who has the belt on television. Okay, so outside, they do promotion. They do advertisement. They do tours. They do, um, you know, they have deals and sponsorships and all that. Interviews on television. They go on fucking Jay Leno and David Letterman and fucking all these shows. Mm -hmm. And they're basically, if you're the world champion, you're the fucking poster child for the company. You're the one doing all the appearances, the signings, the kids. You go to fucking Make-A-Wish. You do all this shit, right? Yeah. So they obviously need a guy they can trust who works his ass off, does everything for them, does all those things, carries himself as a professional, and holds the belt on television. Yeah, so what Farouk you s- does not fit does that. Does Farouk seem like that? No. No. Does Ahmed Johnson seem like that? He could. He's got potential to. He's got potential to. But honestly... More potential than fucking Farouk. Although Farouk was a world champion in WCW in 1994. Yeah, but he's a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> His character is. <laughs> to me... I'm only seeing. You've only seen his character I in only 1996 see the character, and 97. The character is the person. <sighs> you can't do. You can't do that, dude. That's not the distinction you need to make. Okay, because Ron Simmons in real life is a fucking legend, and he's an awesome fucking dude. If you watch some real life interviews with Ron Simmons, you would fall in love with the guy. He is amazing. But of course, his Farouk, you know, anti-white Black Panther salute the nation gimmick on television yeah it's not supposed to make people like him i hate the guy well we'll watch eventually we'll watch some interviews with some wrestlers you hate and see what they are like outside of wrestling in their real lives then maybe you won't think the same about those people hmm yes don't do that for me with brett though i'll just show you the picture of me shaking hands with brett to hitman heart no. Yeah. No. Because he's great. Uh, but Ahmed vows to be the first ever black world champion in WWF. Do you think Ahmed will become the first ever African-American champion in WWF? Do you think he could do it? Maybe eventually, but think I don't so? think yet. Yeah? I don't think yet. Do you think in 97 he could do it? He's got seven months. I, I don't think it'll happen like when it's supposed to like this coming match right right i think there's too much there's just too much right interesting i don't think he's the right fit for it right now right now possibly down the line though who knows okay okay he's better to change he's got to change his attitude a little bit sure 
Sure. A little attitude adjustment. Oh, look at you throwing out John Cena moves on Tree Hill Wrestling <laughs> Federation podcast, brother. Oh Stone Cold Steve Austin's looking for his tag team partner in the back, and he mm-hmm. finds Harvey Whippleman, the 75-year-old, 75-pound man he needed to just sit on the fucking apron and let him do his thing in the ring. Or just choose Aaron Kosker, the pregnant one. Yeah, that'd be great, too. With MS. She'll just sit there and let you do your thing and cheer you on. (laughs) But what if Austin actually tagged you in? What would you do? Well, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You're going to have to fight Owen Hart. Well, no. Our buddy last night said I'm feisty. Yeah, you gonna, I'm feisty. You gonna fight 275 pound British Bulldog? <laughs> he'll fucking give you a running power slam. That's what he'll do. And then Owen Hart will jump off the top. I would just hug him and be like, oh my God, <laughs> yeah, I love you. you. You would hug him and then he'd give you a belly to belly suplex. No. Because <laughs> he's a tag champ. You don't fuck around. You don't fuck around with people who have MS and are pregnant. Dude, he's a fucking heel. He don't give a shit. He's in the I heart foundation. He's in the heart foundation, dude. He don't give a fuck about you. <sighs> Even though you're Canadian, he actually probably does care about you because you're Canadian. <laughs> probably. And English background. Exactly. You guys can go out for fish and chips. Exactly. But Stone- I would I would make him be my BFF. Yeah, there you go. But Stone Cold is not going to go out for fish and chips with the Brooklyn Brawler because the Brooklyn Brawler wants to be Austin's tag team partner. <laughs> He's like, I, I know I could do it, Steve. I could totally be your partner. Austin's like, you think you can do it? He's like, yeah, I totally could. And then Austin just beats the shit out of him and calls him a perfect. piece of trash <laughs> and takes Harvey Wilbur and says that's going to be his tag team partner. Interesting turn of events in the next match here because we have the Pebble rookie Rocky Maya Villa against. Uh. We are the nation of domination. Oh, yes. No. Where did my drumstick oh, yes. go? Oh, I cleaned the kitchen, dude. It's nowhere to be found. Fuck you. Oh, yes. Because we are the nation lavening color. Don't diss the man. What the fuck are you doing? Don't bomb rush your husband. <laughs> I found it. It was right behind you well, on the desk. Oh, shit. Guess it's just a quick nation salute. And that's <laughs> it before I get decked with the fucking drumstick here brother that's the thing you have drumsticks laying all over the house everywhere so when we're watching these episodes (laughs) i have a drumstick when we're recording these episodes i have a drumstick also speaking of the nation and the nation rappers jcs and wolvd they were (laughs) with the nation this week because they got their ass fucked up they got fucked up by led last week and they ain't here dude so i don't know what the fuck's going on with them they ain't here brother So, yeah, interesting turn of events like I alluded to at the beginning of this match. Farouk and Rocky start out. Farouk tries to give the nation salute to Rocky. <laughs> and Rocky goes, oh, maybe, uh, bam, fucking flips Fuck him you. off. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck your nation. Go fuck off. Hits a rock bottom on Farouk as well, too. I think it was mm-hmm. rock bottom number four or five at this point but then again clean as a whistle fucking farouk beats the absolute shit out of rocky mm. maivia 
Rocky got the jobber entrance too. They were doing the fucking uh, Raws brought to you by Starburst fucking candy while Rocky was making his entrance. So Rocky Maivia is now fucking getting the jobber entrance. I mean, his entrance isn't. He just comes out. It's nothing really. And no one cheers for him except for maybe three people. <sighs> Probably his family. Poor baby. Poor guy. He is working his way down the card, curtain jerking, and not really doing too much here anymore, unfortunately for him, because he is charismaless at this point in his career, and he gets his ass kicked by fucking Farouk. But after Farouk beats him, Crush and Savio come into the ring to beat down Rocky, for Farouk stops them. Says, no, don't beat him up anymore. He's trying to recruit Rocky for the nation? Come luck, bro. Think you fucking Rocky's gonna ever want to join the fucking nation? He's better than that. Yeah, he's smarter than that. But then backstage, we have another beat down our foundation beating up Sparky Plug for that lucky win over Owen. Oh, God. So now, what we've come to here Undertaker comes out. Paul Bear is here. Mummified Paul Bear, that mm-hmm. is. Not white piece of dog shit anymore. Just a piece of dog shit. He's here. And he's got a secret. Ugh. The secret from when the caskets of Undertaker's mother and father were being lowered into the cold, hard ground. A secret that could never be divulged to anyone besides Paul Bear and The Undertaker. And Undertaker needs another week to think about this. Because basically what Paul Bear wants here is that Undertaker, you come back with me. I'm going to be your manager again like we were before. We're going to ride the roads. We're going to be together. You're going to do my bidding. You're going to be subservient to me. And if you don't, I tell the world your fucking secret. And Undertaker doesn't want the secret to get out. So next week, do you think the Undertaker will actually get back with Paul Bear and be subservient to him? Murder? 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 Because if always... he murders him, <laughs> then he can't say anything. Murder's always on the table when it comes to the Undertaker. <laughs> Murder. And he also has a little promo about Farouk, too, where he's just the reaper of wayward souls. He doesn't care if you're white or black or Spanish or Japanese. Um, <laughs> uh, he doesn't care. And, you know, Farouk, doesn't matter what you are. I'm just going to beat your ass no matter what. And I'm going to take yeah. out the nation, too. So you're predicting Undertaker wins this match. Yes. Yes. Okay. Fair I Undertaker's too fucking badass to lose it to this motherfucker loser. Yep. yep. So main event time, we have Stone Cold in the main event here against Jim the Anvil Nightheart, his first singles match since coming back to the company. I called him Heartfucker. Heartfucker. <laughs> and then I realized what that sounds like. He's a, he's a freaking big bastard, a freaking rhino, Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Pillman's on commentary here, and then Austin goes right for Pillman right away. But uh, another four-on-one attack. Pillman gets the crutch out, and they aren't start beating the shit out of fucking Stone Cold. But then HBK, sexy boy, comes out of nowhere with the chair, takes out the fucking Heart Foundation. See? Helping Stone Cold Steve Austin again. again much they like- should just 
do this match together. And guess what? Now they're forced to do this <laughs> match together because your grandpa has told Jim Ross that, yes, next week on Raw, tag team title match, Brett at ringside, most likely. Not in a wheelchair, though. Owen and Bulldog defending the tag titles that they have held for a very long time. The entire run of this podcast. And before mm-hmm. that, against Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels together. How will they coexist oh, in this match? How? They might end up beating each other up a little bit. But then they'll realize we have a common o- it's enemy. The, it's the greater good. It's better if we just do what we need to do in this situation. But do you actually feel like they can team up and, and coexist long enough where they could actually beat Owen and Bulldog, the champions of forever? I hope so, just because they've been champions for so long, and it's like, it's time. Boys, it's time. Every other title has changed Yeah. in this era. Except the tag titles. Mm-hmm. Intercontinental titles change. World titles change multiple times. Now just the tag team champs. They have been tag team champs. European for, titles hasn't changed, but, but it's just got so instituted. new. So. It just got instituted. And he's, he hasn't even... He's only defended it once <laughs> against Owen. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's against it. Against his partner. There's been two European title matches <laughs> yeah, <laughs> since the belt has been introduced. And then we fade to black. So a lot of shit going on here. Nation, Stone Cold, Heart Foundation, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker Secret, you name it. Something's going on with everybody. Which I love that everybody on the show has a fucking storyline. There's some meaning to what they're doing on it. Not just throwing some guys out there. Which they do with some, but they're not the more important characters. Mm -hmm. Rating, babe. Three point two. Three point two. Okay, not too bad. Not too bad. Not uh, the hearkening back to the four point eight that you gave for Ambulance Raw. <laughs> as that I was it. too good. Ambulance Raw, the greatest episode of Raw so far. Mm-hmm. But three point two, respectable. I'll uh, I'll allow it. And I guess I'll allow you to start taking over because we're going to hit up the One Tree Hill side of things. Season 2, episode 10 or episode 32 total. Don't take me for granted. And before you go on with this episode, I do have something I want to talk about. What? About One Tree Hill. What? And about uh, television, media, period. So lately, a lot of my male friends specifically have been shading me for enjoying and watching one tree hill now i obviously i do it for the podcast and i probably won't watch the show if it was for the podcast but i would have convinced you possibly but the conundrum that i'm falling into here is that i'm getting shaded for watching this teenage drama from the early 2000s and they're saying how could you watch this and blah 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 and so i rebuttal them by saying have you actually watched a fucking show right Mm -hmm. you're just judging it because you think you know what it is and they say oh yeah i've I've watched like an episode or two okay nana okay (laughs) yeah no i'm fucking defending one tree hill on the fucking podcast that's what i'm doing right now wow i don't care if any of my fucking friends say shit about it Okay, and this is why. And, and I, you're not even in season three and four yet. Exactly. Jesus. We're in a shitty season right now. But, but 
but because season one was so good and we have had bits and pieces of goodness in season two i will say that the characters and storylines are pretty fucking great Mm -hmm. and they do a good job of telling the story there's a lot of characters i hate but a lot of them are kind of meant to be hated because they're heels just like wrestling brother amalgamate but here's the thing and this is a perfect thing that a few wrestling fans have come to me with this and it makes me see it in perfect fucking clarity is that you read a fucking book you take a book off your bookshelf what do you do do you read the entire book front to back Mm -hmm. or do you skip the page 47 read two pages and then stop and then make your judgment on it oh my god because that's what people are doing with one tree hill so they say, oh, I watched an episode I mean, technically, I did that. Yeah, exactly. When I first saw, I was literally thrown into a random ass episode in season four. And if this was my first time seeing anything One Tree Hill related, I was watching the OC at the time. And I watched this and I was like, what the actual fuck is this shit? Like, you this get- is so weird. <laughs> I never got into it. And then Skylar was like, no, dude, it's so good. I have all the seasons. Let's watch it. Like, well, up until season six, because they didn't have, he didn't have the other ones at this point, but he got me to watch it. Dude, you get thrown into the middle of the fucking ocean of this shit. And you're going to wonder, what the fuck's going on here? I don't know the characters. I don't know the storylines. I don't know why anybody anybody does any of this stuff. I don't even know their fucking names. I don't know who's related to who. I don't know who does what. You don't know fuck all. So if you were to start reading that book at page 47, of course you don't know what the fuck's going on. Mm Because you you just got told three characters. You don't know who, why, what, when, and where about anything. Yeah. So... What do you think the makers of the show were going for? What do the what do you think they wanted you to do when you're watching the show? Start from the beginning, learn all the characters, learn the storylines and go through the way it was meant to. Mm-hmm. So instead of dropping in randomly in an episode, you start it from the beginning, watch all of it, understand all of it and realize and appreciate how good it actually is. Yeah. And I just fucking cut a promo about how good One Tree Hill is. I'm proud. Thank you. <laughs> Standing O. But it's true. Same with you. You get dropped into wrestling. You don't know who the fucking characters are. You don't know the storylines. You don't know fuck all about it. Then we start at a point in time. You get introduced to Austin and Bulldog and Shawn Michaels and all these guys. And now you've watched seven months of television. Now you know who everyone is. You know all their storylines. You know all their beefs. And you appreciate it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. I'll take a bow right now and you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So this happens to be the mid-season finale. Even though there's 23 episodes and 10 is not exactly the proper math being half of 23. Yeah. yeah. I don't... The creator of the show was a fucking idiot. We all Asian. know he's that. He's not Asian, I tell you that much, dude. We all know that he's a fucking idiot, so... Yeah, what's his name? Mark Schwann? Yeah. Yeah, that guy's He's fucked, Voldemort. Dude. He's Voldemort. <laughs> you dare not speak his name. <laughs> right. Does he have a nose? <sighs> oh, my God. He's... Uh... I've even learned some stuff recently that I can't even talk about because it's Ouch. stuff that happens later on in the show. Right. Uh, and yeah, it's yeah. like... 
Oh my god, this guy is so ick. What a fucking creep, I know, right? So ick. Anyways, we start the episode off. Smash. Some glass breaks. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin. 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 It's Stone Cold coming down the ramp. Tree Hill's got the Texas rattlesnake in one tree hill. Damn it. It's Austin. Stone Um, Cold's in Tree Hill, dude. Wow. You are so fucking special. (laughs) Anyways, Brooke goes to get in her car to head to school and her windshield stone cold is smashed like literally something went right through it it's not just like maybe someone cr- smash it and like maybe a crutch did it a cr- oh my god dude <laughs> it is Brad Hart <laughs> she turns and looks at Felix's house and Felix is standing there looking and she's like huh you are suspect number one asshole mm-hmm so she goes and walks off and she is heading to Lucas's place. But at the time, Luke is, uh, he's got a call from Haley because Haley's wondering, Where oh, Nathan is Nathan never came home last night. Like, I just want to know if you talked to him, like, is he okay? And he's like, yeah, he's probably just blowing off some steam. Like, it's okay. Like, it'll be fine. Hangs up. Nathan's there. Oh, yeah. They were scissor brother and all night. Oh, my God. And uh, he's trying to say, like, go home to your wife. But Brooke knocks on the door and she's like, oh, this is a weird situation. Yeah, right. <laughs> the brothers. And she's like, you know, I just wanted to see if you wanted to walk to school together. My car's out of commission. Cute that she would go to Lucas after all the shit that they went through. Yeah, but after the last episode, they're just like, they need to be friends now. Yeah. Put all this drama and history behind us. We can be friends. I, yeah. Friends. Yeah. Keith goes to work at Dan Scott Motors, and Dan's there. And Dan says that he's promoting Keith to vice president of the company. VP. Damn. Is this still a Phoenix effect like bullshit going on? That was quick. (laughs) That was very, very quick. But apparently he did such a good job. We didn't really see much. The only person he really... He sold one car. (laughs) (laughs) To Jules. (laughs) To the girl he's banging now. Yeah. Which... Fair play. Mouth is sitting at school and Felix, he's pissed at Felix. He's ignoring him. For obvious reasons. Felix is going on like, you know, I'm not the bad guy. And then he's like, not a heel. Oh, look, Lucas is with Brooke now. And he's trying to make Mouth even more jealous. Right. Because he's just an asshole. Nathan heads home. Haley had skipped school. That's not like Haley. No, that's not. She's tutor girl. She doesn't skip she school. Is. She doesn't skip. Oh, wait. She skips school to get drunk and then throw up. Uh, throws you know, up and dance. Throws lap. up and dance. I, you Her know what? Father in law's lap. Yeah. And I really neglected on the podcast when that happened to go, Are you going to get sick? Huh? Huh? Oh, You're going to no. throw up? Huh? She's going to. She, she's going to. She's going to. She's going to puke. She's going to puke. Should have done that. 
does that shit to me all the time. So I should do that now. And that's why I did it. So Nathan heads home and he says to Haley, he wants her to stop recording with Chris. Stop seeing him. And she flat out says, no, says, I'm not going to do that. No, this is part of my dream. And he walks the fuck out. Oh, he yeah, doesn't dude. even like go and get changed because he's still in his outfit from the formal. Nothing, man. He just pieces out. That's it, dude. No, oh, he's pissed. Now we run into the um, whole quote-unquote dyke situation oh my god yes brooke is talking to peyton at peyton's locker complaining about her you know windshield and fucking felix is an asshole and how she's having such a bad day and peyton's like worse than this and closes her locker and dyke is spray painted down the locker in red and everyone's staring at I her. I guess that message was brought to you by the New World Order. They spray painted Dyke on her, oh on God. her uh, locker. <laughs> it was too sweet, probably. But Anna is such a bitch. She sees this all she going on no too, her. and she totally walks off. Like, totally ignores her, especially after like. The whole sleepover thing, and they were going to be like this girl gang. Yeah, no. Anna's such a bitch. I can't fucking stand her, Felix. They just need to get off my television immediately. They're like Pokeball bros. They're literally the Pokeball bros of fucking One Tree Hill. (laughs) Just like, okay, maybe you might do something half decent in this show. No, No, no. Why are you getting mic time? Get the fuck off my television. True. You suck. Get the fuck out of here. No one cares about you. Nathan makes his way to the studio. Oh, yeah. And he goes full on Undertaker on fucking Chris <laughs> Keller here. He chokes shit on, puts him up for the choke slam, probably gives him a tombstone pile driver. Makes too. fun of his makeup. He does. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. He's just like, stay the fuck away from Haley, man. Or else you're going to have to answer the Grim Reaper himself. I used to fuck guys up like you for breakfast fuck every guys up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Fuck up guys like you. Fuck guys up like you all the time. Interesting way of words. <laughs> Peyton, after this whole locker incident, she's just left for the day. She's not having a good time. She tries to call her dad, but, you know. Fucking Dredger Drose still around? Yeah. We haven't seen Dredger in fucking forever. No, we haven't seen him in a bit, but He's we'll see him soon. gone for a while. We'll see him soon. 2.0, but we'll right. see him soon. And Lucas tries to, you know, try to be there for her. And she's not she's having not any having of it. She's, she's like, you're like, not my fucking fuck friend. You. You're not my fucking friend. Fuck you. You would totally, if you were my friend, you'd know all the shit I've been dealing with. Yeah. Well, then just tell me. And she's like, just fuck off. Yeah. Jules. MFM tries to talk Keith into moving to Charleston, taking that job. He tells her, like, I did get this offer from Dan. And she's like, no, you like you're trying to get away from your brother. This is the way for you to do it. You should do that. And he's like, yeah, I'll think about it. He's on the fence. Yeah. Which 
that teaching job is still on the dock for him now that he's left after all this time after all this time like well they just didn't fill it it's like halfway through the school year and they don't have a teacher still (laughs) so oh yeah please come keith (laughs) we still need you our kids don't know what they're doing in shop class they just kind of sit there all day without their teacher (laughs) oh my god Uh, I guess school's done for the day, obviously, because Luke is now home and Karen is fucking livid. She cuts a scather right here. Oh, my God. It's fucking scather. runs into Lucas's room and flips out at him she about this HCM test. found out about his affair with the honky-tonk man. Oh, wait, sorry. That's HTM. Go ahead. But Haley was there because she was talking to Lucas about Nathan staying over there. Now, what's this whole middle name business? Yeah. Okay. So back in season one, in season one, uh, there was a part where the teacher was getting people to say something that they know about another person in class. And he's like, oh, Haley, what's Lucas's middle name? And she says Eugene, Eugene like straight right up away. Eugene. So when fucking Karen wal- like storms into Lucas's room, I was going to say like waltzes. No, she's fucking storms <laughs> into she, Lucas's she room. She breaks the walls she's down. She's a fucking hurricane with this shit. Yeah. And she's like, Lucas, Eugene Scott. And Haley looks at him and she's like, Eugene? Eugene? Like she didn't know. She knew in season one. Plot holes, brother. Bro. Continuity. Continuity, I I made Sean pause and I was like, so, (laughs) just so you know. Wrestling would never make a mistake like that. That's like fucking Kevin McAllister calling for fucking pizza in Home Alone 1. But the fucking phone lines are down. How the fuck did he (laughs) call for pizza in 1991, dude, when the phone lines are down? Plot holes, brother. Uh, So now Karen's like freaking out like you're gonna take this test and i'm gonna make you take this test he's like i don't want to and she's like i'm your mother you're gonna fucking do it and not only that she says well guess what you need parental permission to play on the basketball team i ain't gonna fucking sign shit for you until you take this fucking test and now he's of course trying to go to the river court to play she already wised all of them she already drove her fucking car on the grass again (laughs) (laughs) we haven't touched on that in a while that's why i had to bring it up dude she fucking drove her goddamn car all over the river course fucking grass poor groundskeeper willie once again and she wised up everybody's skills fucking fergilicious fucking all of them making sure that none of them let him play and they're just like eh, fucking mama knows so it's not gonna happen they all think that he needs to take this fucking test too and looks so goddamn stubborn and stupid he's such a fucking idiot he got that complete putrid ugly scott gene from dan and yeah it's a very unfortunate thing that he's such a garbage human being and a piece of shit (laughs) you really don't like him i hate his fucking guts i probably hate him as much as you hate bret hart and farouk no boy yeah uh, Felix, actually Felix and Anna probably have that kind of hate. Lucas is more of like uh, uh, the rest of the nation hate. Yeah, okay. Haley goes home and Nathan's there and she hugs him and says, I promise I won't see Chris anymore. Mm, okay, see how long that lasts. 
Because she still wants to make this music thing work, and he's the only one. He's kind really. of the ticket to get her there. Yeah, mm. kind of the ticket to get ha, her there. Ha, ha. You're funny. <laughs> and Lucas pissed at Dan because Dan told Karen about the HCM test. Right. So now he's livid with him, and well, why? Why wouldn't he be ever? Like, come on, it's Dan. It's he's Dan. a fucking ass. We had another tally, another tick to the tally of the rumors. Rumors. Anna goes to Peyton and is like, oh, sorry, I blew you off at school about like this whole dyke thing. She wants to blow her off. Oh, my God. And she's like, you know, at my old school, there were these rumors about me and a relationship I had with another girl. And she goes on about all this shit. And Peyton's like, no, like, this is the shit we have to fight. Like, this isn't okay. If you're gay, you're gay. That's totally fine. It doesn't matter. And the people that make it matter are pieces of shit. And, yeah, she do, does this whole thing and tries to make a point to her. that Rah, rah. Yeah. Rah, rah, Peyton. Rah, rah. Yeah. Do your thing. Felix goes to leave for school the next morning or goes to leave for something. I don't know. Brooke is sitting on her porch, front porch, drinking an iced tea or a lemonade, and his tires are slashed. Think Stone Cold did this one, too? Maybe. Maybe. Haley goes to the studio to visit Chris. She's creeping on him. But, you know, he's doing his thing and so the guy that's working there is like oh hey like want me to like get him to come out and talk to you and she's like no it's okay i'll see him later interesting she just promised nathan that she wasn't gonna see him anymore and she goes right back to the fucking studio to go see him Haley, we're better than that yeah she's making some pretty fucking uh phony bad decisions here not good Make good choices. <laughs> like Bailey Sarian says every day that when I watch her. Keith has decided he's staying. He's keeping or taking the job at Dan Scott Motors. Once again, he's accepting an offer from Dan, writing his name on the dotted line without actually looking into the fucking contract he's signing. <laughs> Theoretically. Yeah. That's what he's doing again. Basically. Remember what happened last time when he signed on the dotted line and didn't fucking read the contract that Dan <laughs> gave him? We remember. Well, I think he's thinking Pepperidge Farm remembers. I think he's thinking Dan's changed with this whole heart attack and the Phoenix effect thing. Yeah. But it's Dan. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to uh Remind you, yeah, of uh, Dan Scott. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Peyton is frantically spray painting something on a t-shirt, a white t-shirt. Yep. And. In orange, too. It was red. Was it red? I thought it was orange. Red. Red spray paint. And uh, she wears this shirt to school and it says dyke on it Mm. and she's parading around in this and she's going to her locker and principal turner comes up and he's 
just so you know, he's a black principal. Right. And she's talking about, he's saying, you can't wear this to school. It's, you know, not in the, you know, dress code. And she's talking about oppression and how we need to fight this. And he's like, you can't talk to me about oppression. You need to tell me about oppression. And she's like, no, like, this is something that's not okay. And he's like, you need to take off your shirt. And she's like, well, when are you going to remove the paint from my locker? Yeah. Because that's still on there. And apparently that's okay. Yeah. And after she goes through her little spiel and he keeps saying, no, you have to take the shirt off. She just strips that shirt off and she's wearing a red bra underneath, which there's actually a red bra trick with white shirts. Interesting. Yeah. She fights oppression by stripping. Yeah. Yeah. And then she gets suspended. <laughs> and gets suspended for her fucking troubles. Yeah. This episode, I don't know, man. It's fu- kind of fucking dragging. Like, it's just going down this fucking black hole, and there really isn't all that much goodness going on here. And it's it's just, just really hard to just kind of be invested into this. I don't know. Just wait. Yeah. There's know. more. And Mouth was apparently Stone Cold Steve Austin and was the one who broke the fucking windshield of Brooks punch buggy, no yeah. take back. And uh, he tells the drunk story of how it happened. He had one drink. Mm-hmm. It was apparently a strong one. A strong one. And then he went drunk biking, <laughs> <laughs> drunk cycling, <laughs> drunk tricycling. Junk unicycling. Whatever wheels he was on, he was drunk. Yeah. And he, uh, yeah, broke the windshield. So he totally admits it. But then Felix, because Brooke thinks that it's Felix that did it, he goes and gives her the money for the windshield. Yeah. But Lucas, by the way, during all this time, he took her car with the tow truck. Yeah. Got the windshield fixed and told her not to worry about the bill. Yeah. So now Brooks just got this extra money in her pocket. Yeah. Uh oh my god. Peyton needs her BFF. She goes to see Brooke. Brooks in a fucking uh bathrobe. Yeah. Yeah. In a robe. And she's talking to her and Brooke is like, Oh, like, I'm sorry, I want to be there for you. Out walks Felix from Brooke's bathroom in a towel. Yeah. Brooks just Brooke just needed her friends with benefits back. That's right. And Peyton's like, uh, I think I'm gonna go now. Yeah, makes sense. I but yeah. But she obviously really... she's not very happy about this transpiring either yes because she was even saying like i'm so glad you're not with felix anymore i really needed my best friend and here comes felix (laughs) damn felix oops yep chris keller goes and tells Haley that you know he's got this thing going on in new york and he wants her to come with him and he's got a ticket for her and he kisses her yep And she doesn't pull away right away. She didn't pull away for quite a few seconds there. That was a while. That was a little too long for it to not, you know. Yeah. I was highly disappointed in Haley in that scene when I first watched it. Yep. Again, what are these fucking decisions that Haley's making? Nathan's been been nothing but great to her. Nothing but great. But I also understand she got married so young. 
And this is her first real relationship. Sure. And maybe it was too fast. Maybe they jumped into things a little bit too soon and didn't play the field like you need to at some point in your life. Oh, you've played the field. You have too, brother. (laughs) Don't even go there, dude. Uh, Peyton blows off Anna. Finally. Figuratively or literally? Figuratively? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Finally. Anna needs to be put in her place with this bullshit. She does, yes. She's like, you know what? You haven't been there for me through all this shit. So fuck you. So go fuck yourself. Yeah. Nathan smartens up Luke because Luke is trying to play at the river court and everyone else is sitting there with their thumbs up their ass, refusing to play because of Mm -hmm. Karen. They're terrified. And he's like, no, dude, like you are the idiot. Actually, no, it wasn't Dan that told Karen. That's the thing. Dan didn't tell Karen, but Lucas was mad at Dan about it. Right. So we find out that it's actually Nathan that told Karen because Mm. he... Says that she deserves to know. Yep. And maybe she would get him to actually take the test. Yep. And now Felix wants to be with Brooke. Officially official. Not just a friends with benefits situation. He wants to be together. Oh my God. This is fucking (laughs) sickening. This makes me sick to my fucking stomach. I hate Brooke. I hate Lucas. I hate Felix. And I hate Anna. All four of them can take the fucking long trek off a fucking short pier. They can go and jump off the Peter Mans Bridge. Here's the thing, too. At the same time that Felix was there, Lucas was went to Anna at Anna's place, which is right next door, and says, like, hey, this isn't working out. There's another girl that I'm really into, and I need to tell her how I feel, not revealing who it is. Yep. And... Nathan has also said in the beginning of the episode, too, like, you need to tell this girl how you feel. Yeah, exactly. And so at the same time that Felix is confessing his feels for Brooke, Lucas goes to walk into Brooke's door. Because he's a fucking idiot. Actually, that's that's after all of this. Now, what I said earlier where, you know what, I just not feeling this episode. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just very stagnant. All lame stuff. I don't really cares. Probably would have gotten one of the lowest marks I've ever given an episode, okay? Now, this episode was 43 minutes long. The first 38 minutes are 38 minutes I know I'll never get back in my life. And I'm pissed that I had to endure 38 minutes of. But the last five minutes of this episode. First, Deb confesses to Karen that she slept with Keith. Deb fuck Keith. And she tells Karen. Yeah. Okay, holy shit. Okay, damn, dude. And the second Deb walked into Karen's place, I'm like, holy shit, she's going to tell fucking Karen about Keith. And she did. And I was like, damn. Now, if it stopped there, I'd be like, all right, we got some fucking going on here. We got some drama. We got some good shit. And I forget, it's the mid-season finale. Mm-hmm. So, damn. There's this isn't going to like lead into an episode the next week. This is going to lead into an episode of like a month or two away. Yeah. 
So now there's one. Oh my God. Okay. That's a mind blower. Now Keith calls Jules and it goes to the machine and he confesses that he's in love with her. Here's the thing. I'm not going to fucking Charleston. I'm taking the job with fucking Dan. I'm staying here. I love you. I love you. And Jules is at home listening to this message getting left on the machine and you hear Dan laugh and he's sitting there just as we planned. Hey, Jules. Dan is in a cloak with the hood over it, pulls off the hood and exclaims, It's me, Keith! It was me all along, Keith. You all made fools of. I had you hook, line, and sinker. Oh, my God. It was me, Keith. (laughs) Fucking Dan planned the whole fucking thing. Mm -hmm. He planted jewels. He fucked over Keith and Keith doesn't even fucking know it yet. Same with this VP position too, right? Keith doesn't even know it yet. No idea. And Dan, the ultimate fucking heel swerve for revenge for sleeping with his wife, he devised a plan that would keep him there and fuck him over in his entire life. Mm-hmm. Now, just you wait. Now I know Dan's a heel. And he has heel tendencies and he's a dick. <laughs> tendencies? <laughs> His heel tendencies. Just the tendencies he has are heelage. But this is on a whole nother fucking level. Mm-hmm. And not only that, kind of respect the guy for it. Oh my God. Honestly, I kind of respect the guy. Because to go to these lengths to fuck over your brother who slept with your wife? <laughs> respect dude i got this chick i planted into your life i had this fake relationship with you i gave you this fucking position to make you stay and now i'm gonna fucking rug pull your ass and fucking get rid of it all and tell you this is what you get for fucking my wife respect dude oh my god no shit dude somebody who has to go to those kind of lengths to fuck over their brother he put in some thought dude Holy shit. Now, I'm not saying he's a good guy. I'm just saying, respect the hustle, dude. Oh, my God. Holy shit. So, now we officially get back to (sighs) Lucas realizing that Brooke is with Felix now. And now he's all sad. Well, Lucas also dumps Anna. Yes, he dumps Anna. And then goes next door. Good. And uh, Brooke is with Felix. But even before that... Fucking Peyton's gonna fucking meet up with Rick Trick with no dick cokehead guy. <laughs> and tries to buy some coke. Yeah. But and then, and then mid-transaction. Lucas talked about going to see, you know, when he was dumping yes, Anna, yes. saying, I, I, there's another girl and I have to go see her right now. So you're thinking, is it Brooke? So you is see it the shadow coming and I thought it was Peyton for sure. So you see the shadow and it's like, oh, you shit. You thought it was Lucas. Lucas is coming to fucking save yeah. the day. He's going to fucking get her away from, get this fucking cokehead away from her addiction. He's going to do all the shit. It's going to be fucking great. No. Nope. 
this fucking shadow, and along comes <laughs> Double J J A <laughs> Double K Double E. That's Jake Jagelski. Double J Jake Jagelski. Ain't he got the best timing here? And where the fuck is Double J <laughs> J E Double N? J. Jagelski. That's Jenny Jagelski. Probably with Jake's parents. Where the fuck is she? Probably with Jake's parents. But fucking Jake's here, dude. It's not fucking Lucas. It's fucking Jagelski. Mm-hmm. Ain't he great? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is he doing here? Don't why, know. You'll why have to wait he, and see. Why isn't he on a fucking dredging boat or in Atlanta or fucking wherever the fuck he Savannah. went? Savannah. Savannah, Georgia. Where mm-hmm. the fuck he went? I knew he was in Georgia. Mm-hmm. The fuck, dude. So now mind blowing. We realize that the girl that Lucas is talking about was Brooke. Anyways, and they're all idiots. Who cares about them? Haley. Oh my god. We okay. So finally, we get to Chris is leaving. He's going to New York. He's gonna get on a fucking train, and all of a sudden, we see walking down the walkway sidewalk whatever it's Haley. okay so the second they started showing the scene you knew at the train station you see keller with his train ticket his guitar he's about to board the train he's got his guitar i was like okay i've watched enough of this shit now to know they're not gonna do this scene it, it has to mean something. Uh-huh. So they're not just going to be like, oh, he just leaves on the train and that's it. No. The second I saw his face at the train station, I'm like, Haley's going to show up. Haley's going to fucking show up. Uh-huh. Why would they show this unless Haley was going to show up? Uh-huh. And that's exactly what happened. And then he's like, okay, I knew you'd come. Grabs the ticket out of his pocket for her. Brother Haley, I knew you'd come. And yes, the deleter of worlds, fucking Chris Keller, gets fucking Haley. Haley's like, I was going to go home to Nathan. But then I found myself on the way here. And here she is. And he's like, okay, let's go. But she doesn't give her fucking answer. Nope. And we leave it on a cliffhanger. Holy shit. Talk about the ultimate fucking cliffhanger here. I've everything so sean was going on a whole rant earlier like not that long ago about how shit this episode was oh, it's terrible for Un- the first 38 minutes yeah <laughs> the last five minutes oh my god okay you want my fucking rating dude yeah the first 38 minutes dollar sign 1.23 <laughs> garbage pos fuck off anna felix brooke and lucas go die <laughs> Fucking all of you. Wow. <laughs> the last five minutes, dollar sign 4.92. So what's your combined score? There is no combined score. <laughs> it's just the first 38 minutes suck shit. The last five minutes, probably the best five minutes the show has ever done. <laughs> just in five minutes. Oh you, my God. you know what? I honestly wanted to go into the podcast this particular episode. You know what? We could just skip past fucking the first 95% this of this episode. This would have been a short episode then. <laughs> and we could just go in the last five minutes and that's all we need because this is the most 
swervy Russo fucking crazy shit I've seen on this show so far. <sighs> Concluding with fucking Deb telling Karen about sleeping with Keith. Dan planning a whole fucking meltdown of Keith right from the outset of finding out that he slept with his wife. Lucas dumping Anna. Peyton trying to be a cokehead again, but double J, Jake Jagelski saving her. And where the fuck is Jenny? And did he walk all the way from Savannah, Georgia as well? That's a long fucking way, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and perfect timing, too. He didn't even say a word, though, so we he don't know He didn't say anything. Happened. He's got a nice new hair, too. He's not all curly anymore. He's got, like, a nice little fucking look now going on. And fucking Haley going to the fucking train station with Chris. And then Lucas showing up when Felix and Brooke are together. Mm-hmm. It's all the shit, dude. Five minutes of just fucking insanity Mm -hmm. mind-blowing i really wish you got my fucking raw reaction when all the shit i was supposed to record like video you doing the recording for this for tiktok and i just fucked that up because we were so into just going into it it it's absolutely mind-blowing probably the best five minutes of one tree hill yet just insane now i had to sit through 38 minutes of pure (laughs) trash to get there but you know what sometimes you gotta sit through some bullshit sometimes you gotta sit through nissan leave cassidy versus scott taylor swift to be able to get to Shawn michaels and stone cold steve Austin. just the way it works (laughs) Mm -hmm. wow yeah dude and yeah honestly yeah probably one of the worst episodes for the 30 uh 38 minutes that i had to endure but probably the best episode for the last five minutes that i went through i am because wash away those first 38 minutes now we go to the next episode and now i actually care about what is going on in all these fucking cliffhangers and you can tell it was a mid-season finale dude holy shit fuck yeah you can my fucking god but yeah, now I'm. They've sucked me back in. And now he's like, "Can care. we watch this next episode tomorrow?" I did not care. And now I'm sucked back in, and I have to watch this shit. I have to fucking find out what happens. Now I know Haley. She's not gonna fucking go to New York. And if she does, she's not gonna be there for very long. I know that. Well, maybe I don't. But either way, this whole Felix, Anna, Lucas, Brooke, it's not gonna end well for anybody. So fuck them all. <laughs> Go die, all of you. This whole Deb-Karen relationship about the fucking, you know, sleeping with Keith and blah, blah, blah. It's going to rear its ugly head somehow. I don't know how, but it's going to. And yeah, it just gets me fucking stoked to see this next episode and see exactly what happens here, dude. I don't even know what to think anymore, man. My mind's blowing. Like I said, this is the most Russo-Swerf shit I've seen, dude. Like, this is Mm -hmm. insane. I don't even know where to go from here. Like, I thought about this for days after I watched this. <laughs> I was like, what? Dan, what? He did that? Yep. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Insane, man. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Taking me for a fucking roller coaster ride here, dude. Yep. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> That's all I got, bro. Your rant's over. My mind blown. I'm done. <laughs> I got nothing oh, left, man. man. I'm at a loss for words. Just wait. I know, like, season two is kind of shit, 
But when it and has shit like that, have, it literally has the greatest five minutes of their fucking TV show yet. And we still have Anna and Felix Ugh. and other shit to deal with. There's a lot that's going to go on. But we are kind of on a little bit of an upward trajectory for season two. That's good. That's good. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm also okay with our uh, TikTok and Instagram. Uh, at treehillwf.podcast where you can uh, check out all our cute, funny, stupid little videos that we like to post on there. And you can also listen to us on all the streaming services, including uh, Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, the important one, etc., 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 etc. You can also find our Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast stickers for $3.16. How fitting. <laughs> <laughs> and please... Hit up the link in our bios. Please hit up the link in our bios and rate, like, subscribe, comment, do whatever you want to do. And we appreciate all the listens and all the love and all the support. Mm-hmm. And all the people who come up to me and talk about Attitude Era Wrestling and they talk about One Tree Hill to me. And I appreciate that because I get so excited when I get to talk about that shit. I literally got my hair cut the other day and I fucking talked for one hour straight about the fucking podcast and it was awesome. It got me so stoked on it. Mm-hmm. And here we are 32 fucking episodes later and I still got that fucking passion for it. And I love it. And this brought us closer together. I feel like every relationship, sometimes things can get stagnant. You've been together for a while, do the same thing, just fucking watch Netflix, do boring shit, whatever. But you need something in your life to kind of keep you together, to be passionate about, and enjoy together. Mm-hmm. And this is our outlet. I'm not telling everybody to just go start a fucking One Tree Hill and Wrestling Federation podcast together. Although if you were, we're going to blow you out of the water. <laughs> but uh, find that thing that you can appreciate with your significant other uh, that you can do and have a passion for because it has brought us closer together. Yeah. We don't ever spend this much time together as when we do Normally, this Normally, like, we, before starting the podcast, we would sit after the kids go to bed, sit on the couch, on our phone, scroll on our phones, watch and a then dumb Netflix show or something go to bed because one of us has to work in the morning or we're just tired from being with kids all day. And, you know, it was just getting to be like, okay, we're not really like connecting. Mm -hmm. And this is like weird. Yeah. And then it's like, Hey, now we found an outlet for this. Let's do this. Something that we can appreciate together. Something that we can help the other understand and appreciate our each other's passions Mm -hmm. and do it in a podcast format and like we might not be doing a podcast forever but like it's cool because we're always going to be able to look back on this and be like this will live forever we did this and that was so cool yeah exactly we did it together so i hope anyone out there with a significant can other can also do the same thing as well. But don't make a fucking Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast like us. Do we'll something We'll come else. for you. We're coming for you. <laughs> We're coming for you. No, I'm not even going to go there. But I do bid you adieu. And I say bye, bitch.